Hi Roaches, I'm Todd Tondera. Welcome to my thrifting audio diary. I scour secondhand stores searching for interesting artifacts, useful unusuals, trendy trinkets, cool collectibles, good garbage, and all-around helpful items I could utilize in my daily life. My mission is to do all of this while spending the least amount of money. Each week on the show, I invite a friend to thrift by my side. This week, I got a lot of friends. The center of my attention, Josh Last Call Larkin, the Ever Zen, Bryce Katzman, and Sarah the Witch join me. We drag a haul back to the studio and tell you all about it. I'm sentimentally attached to things you have forgotten. It's time to get thrifty. Hey, who said you could come in here? Welcome to 2017's Halloween Party as presented by Thrifty Podcast. We're going to tell you all about our spooky thrift haul of the week. We have some haunted doll stuff as well. I'm going to be dropping my latest rap single. I'm here with Josh. We're also here tonight with the ever zen Mr. Halloween himself. Bryce Katzman is back with us. L'chaim, l'chaim. Bryce, ri- Bryce is very blendy with the couch this evening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just pull it down and disappear. That's pretty fucking sweet. If we have to hide you on Facebook Live, I'm we can do start, so quickly. Uh, I'm going to start dressing for like wherever I'm going to be sitting well, from now on. So like, far, so good. Speaking about uh, dressing up, what's your Halloween costume this year, Bryce? Uh, I think I'm going to go as David Bowie. Really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. You a Bowie guy? Yeah, I love Bowie. I'm uh, old, so yeah. Well, Are you I mean, running the coffin, or is it? Oh, sorry. Uh, out too soon. Too soon. Yeah. I still have to put put it together, but yeah, that's what I want to go as. That's awesome, man. Yeah. I'm going as Kane, the wrestler. That's, that's awesome. The perfect mask for it. I have a perfect mask that we got while thrifting. Yeah. We have a thrifty haul. Josh and I went out today, and this will wrap up. Unfortunately, the Halloween episodes. For this year. Yeah, we're getting to November. The lady that we mentioned in the intro is our new friend, Sarah. Yeah. She's with us this evening. Sarah's in love with Bryce already. So talk to us a little bit about Sarah, Josh. What is Sarah and how did she came to be? Because I've known her longer than you have, but you did find her. You met, yeah, you got to know a bit of her. You just discovered her hand. We were just in a bin and... I think you just made the dad joke when you found a hand. Do you need a hand? And yeah. I quickly hand, yeah, called an audible on the joke. But yeah, so we found a green hand at the thrift store today. We didn't really know what it was, but I figured that it was a hand that would reach out from beyond the grave oh, that you would yeah. put in the front yard. Yeah, I thought it was like a lawn decoration. I said, I was like, is that porcelain? And you're like, no, it's just weird plastic. Yeah, so we threw it back. And then... The discovery of the day. I found Sarah uh, with her hair and wig not attached. Just yeah. sitting like on the edge of a bin. 
and she didn't have the the wand at that time. She no, just, so she's probably what like three feet tall, four feet tall. Uh, when she stands up, I think she's about yeah four. She and doesn't a half stand feet. very well, but when she does, she's about four feet tall. Yeah, she's meant to hang. But we have a a witch that I'm sorry I'm sorry to say that just as I called her a witch, she was looking at me. It's the preferred nomenclature. It's yeah. Okay to do that. Uh, so we found a witch at the outlet today. And you plug her in, and her head spins. But I'll tell you what, from the neck up, lovely dame. Beautiful. <laughs> She's in good shape, yeah, above the shoulders. Above the neck, from the shoulders down. She's made of all kinds of stuff that we're not even sure. She's got wires busting out of her yeah. chest. She's got one arm. Uh, the arm we found that's attached her body under that cloak is a bunch of things just welded together and like hooked on and stuff like that. Jesus. Yeah. She's basically, she's a Franken witch. She's been cobbled together by like the thing inside of her looks like it's like a shower caddy, like a wire shower caddy. It looks oh. like a shower caddy body. And then her arms just like are other bits that have been snipped off of like another shower caddy shower caddy and so the wire on wire makes her body and her arm fortunately also makes the squeak <laughs> also makes a squeak gonna have to oil you up sarah the way you talk about her really is like it it kind of is upsetting it's like you're talking about someone that i just met has, who has like a disease or something and then but i wasn't aware of it now that we've left the house you're telling me like about all of their <laughs> fucking their problems yeah. and how fucked up their body is. Yeah, right in front, right in front of uh, this individual. Jesus. Luckily, luckily she did come with one arm. Um, I say luckily because she could have came out with no arms because the other arm is MIA, brothers. Yeah, no arm. We found the hand, but she's she's missing the arm. But so we attached the one arm, so it's kind of on her wire frame. She's got wire sticking out the bottom of her cloak, which I believe, and this is just a guesstimation. Uh. She, her job was a witch that ha like hung on a fence, like over top a fence. Mm. So I think her wire legs, her yeah. wire body would be wrapped up in the coils of the fence. And I think after one Halloween, somebody just ripped her off the fence and was just like, well, I can't throw her away because she's so cool, but she's so busted. So they donated her to the damn Goodwill. I spent hours making this out of shower caddies. I just, you, I'm amazed he, at someone like that you found something like this. Yeah. Now, you never we, know what you're going to find. You never know what you're going to find out there, especially this time of year, the spooky time of year. Her wand that she comes with, we don't know if she really comes with it. You essentially stole it. I essentially stole the wand. And uh, we put it in her hand, and it fits her hand. I mean, her limp hand. So we think it's her, but her head is, if you're on the Facebook live stream, you'll see it's just going back and forth. The stare right here, this eye contact. Like when she stops I, at the corner she right now. stops and pauses it on the, yeah. The pause is like, it's very long. Yeah. So I'm into things that are like traditional Halloween. So I like mm -hmm. a witch. Right, right. I like Me a too. ghost. Yeah. I like a werewolf. I like all that shit. And I don't need like anything else added in. Just give me the traditionals. And she's also not like, uh, she's not like Hallmarky, which is like, I don't like that stuff either. She's trying the best that she she's can. She's kind of right in the middle where she's not like one way or the other. And what's cool is she still works. So when you do plug her in, her head ever so slowly goes back and forth. But this past week, you two have been informed of some holiday traditions of mine. Uh, there is actually some leaked 
photographs going around uh, the interwebs of some of my old Halloween costumes, Power Rangers, dinosaurs, devil parrots. I was a bunch of different shit. Um, what what do you what do you feel about those photos? <laughs> those photos, you know, the thing that's funny about those photos, those are similar to the photos I have uh, or I had. Like, you know, my family didn't take many, many photos, as, not as much as yours seem to. But My sister loved them, still does. Um, but the pictures, to me, like, I read deeply into them, and they just, like, to me, every picture that I see of a kid is depressing. But it's just because I'm, like, projecting my own childhood on their picture. So. Well, that was mine, too. It's yeah. okay to project but on me. Life is downhill from childhood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. The pictures always have, like, some sort of weird, like, I want to know what the backstory is. Like, what was going on? Like, you know, it just, I don't know. Now, growing up, you said you had pictures similar. Yeah. What did you dress up as a, as a baby Bryce? What were you dressing up as? Like, what was in your wheelhouse? I had really weird, like, uh, cheap-ass, like, costumes. Oh. The cheap ass mask that probably cost a nickel to make, and then like just cheap ass plastic, you know, mm-hmm. like like He Man, like whatever was the cartoon character of that time. So you were the era of like the the plastic mask, yeah, like the paper clothes. Like you'd almost. buy it in a little box, and it would be just the mask, and then it would be like the cheap ass, like barely like legible mm-hmm. costume plastic. Do you have a favorite? Do you have a favorite costume that you kind of? Uh, not really. I I don't know. I really I always go minimal as much as like I just wanted to do the bare minimum to be accepted as someone who deserves candy. Mm-hmm. Like I bare didn't minimum, really, Bryce. That's I didn't what, really that's give. What, that's like, what people have been calling. I you. didn't want to go. Like I didn't really want. I don't really like wearing costumes. I don't like putting stuff on my face, even though I love Halloween. Mm-hmm. I just don't. I like. I would rather if we can trick or treat like in our normal clothes. I would be up for that. Yeah. Just maybe just like the hood up. Yeah. And that's it. That's just, as crazy. Maybe I'll even throw a wig on or a mask. Yeah, that's about it. That, I'm not going anywhere past that. Now, you are a little bit older than me, but this is something that Josh doesn't recall, and I'm pretty sure you're not going to recall either. But Goosebump books, you remember yeah, those. Yeah. R.L. Stein, uh, all that kind of stuff, okay? Back well, on this curly bullshit. <laughs> I'm back on this curly bullshit. Do you remember Curly the Skeleton? No, I don't. Nothing about Curly the Skeleton. No. Okay. Skeleton, purple mohawk, red goosebump books, or red high top converse. See, this is disappointing to me. You made a bad choice, man. Because Curly is seminal in my life. I was the goosebumps skeleton, Uh Curly. Yeah. And Curly was created by Tim Jacobus, which was the the graphic designer and the illustrator from the Goosebump books. Okay, cool. And I was looking into Curly. Yeah. And when the Goosebump series first began, its publisher Scholastic had difficulty finding merchandisers who were willing to mer- promote th- the books because it didn't have a spokesperson, it didn't have a mascot. So what they did was they're like we got to put something on it. So uh, Tim Jacobus drew up a skeleton it had long hair at the time, and they're like, boom, it's curly. Everyone fucking hated dead. <laughs> Even Tim himself hated it. So that was when Scholastic was like, here, I'll help you with it. So Scholastic designed the curly we know today. Uh-huh. Purple Mohawk. He's got a handkerchief on. And... Um, he's a he's a fucking skeleton. And I was curly for Halloween. And even in my infantile stage or just a, a, 
above that. I knew people didn't know who Curly was. <laughs> he wore glasses, too. He had little tiny glasses. He had a mohawk and glasses. And I knew, even in fourth grade, no one who knew I, who I was fucking being. I think that's pretty great. So what I did for the <laughs> Halloween parade that year... I carried a Goosebump book uh-huh. reading it in the Halloween play <laughs> so people would connect the fucking dots. Like, <laughs> and the picture I'm not just, just walking, through the, walking down the street holding a book in a Halloween costume. Yeah. So I knew then that, like, I knew my audience, what it wasn't reading well, so I needed to go over the beats. So I carried a Goosebump, books in, a Goosebump book in the Halloween parade and I was tripping and falling over my own feet. <laughs> and that will be the cover art of this week is me in that said Halloween parade, tripping over my own feet, holding a goosebump book yeah. so people would know by the context. The next clues. thing that you would have to do that would be so sad would actually have the word curly like in a like on a flag. <laughs> yeah. well, I am curly from goosebumps. <laughs> Scholastic on their website had curly and they named him the coolest skeleton in the graveyard. I don't know what other series required um that kind of mascot well to sell it well there was no mascot for goosebumps but what other series needed to do that is what i mean none so there were that's such a weird requirement goosebumps well, just had extra money laying around Well, because goosebumps wanted to market they uh-huh. wanted to do board games they wanted to do cups they wanted oh. to do halloween costumes so if you are into goosebumps uh-huh what are you dressing up as? And it's I just see. like the dummy, right? Uh, right. Uh, most franchises, the green mask, <laughs> right? The, so um, like Star Wars or other franchises have like at least four or five like very known ongoing characters, yeah, I see. and they needed a I face see. for the organization. You had the skeletons from Say Cheese and Die. You could have been a skeleton with a camera around your neck. They I had carried sh- Say Cheese and Die, so people would know I was curly. You could have just been a skeleton from Say Cheese and Die. When you were a kid, off. would you get pissed? Would you as a kid? I would- was pissed, yeah. Oh, my God. I would love that. As you like just a made a shitty choice. Be like, be like, my kid is fucking, he's like freaking out because no one realized he's curly. What, like, is, what's the ther- like, what therapist should I send him to now? That's when you go up and you're like, I want to be the skeleton from the Goosebumps marketing material. And your mom's like... Who? Really? Who? Really? Anybody? Cool. Anybody else? Not a football Any, player, huh? What about the Star Wars? Brett Favre is big right now. What, what about Hulk Hogan? Like, so <laughs> I, I was doing some digging, and I, as I mentioned, I was curly for Halloween. I had a curly mask. I had a curly suit. The thrifting gods, they shine down on me because I actually found from 1996 Curly's. Mask. Are you kidding oh. me? And I want to present it to Josh first. I and haven't I'm going to present it in a McDonald's McGoblin candy pill. So his mask it's is in there. The puke bucket. Yeah, so that's Curly's mask. And yep, you're going to figure out something quick about it. Oh, God. It <laughs> fell apart on me. Oh, that way you presented it to me first. <laughs> yeah, thanks. That's oh. great. It looks great. All right. That's Jesus. all right. They're weatherproof. What the fuck oh. is this made out of? Oh, like... it's all like around the mouth where it was like breathed into. It looks, it looks oh. like it it's a melted of... mask, man, and that's why I gave it to you first. It because... looks like it's made out of that material that like is illegal now in the ceiling. Asbestos. Asbestos, yeah, man. Take yeah, a, take a grab of that oh. there. Right around the mouth. It's all oh. over Josh's. Jesus Christmas. Perf- perfect oh. work. Pants. I mean, it's still pretty impre- yeah, impressive still that you found it. Yeah, so this was the original mask, and it comes with its own bucket nowadays because, as Josh was saying, it is literally disintegrating as you touch it. But just so I could prove to my friend that this existed, 
that's why this is here today. That's pretty incredible. Yeah. It's just such a... There's so many other goosebump choices to be as a character. Well, what were some of your best Halloween costumes so we could sit here and nag you? I dressed up as a woman one year and went to our football team's Halloween party and all the cheerleaders were there. Mm-hmm. But I was like in my mom's like kind of scantily clad like dress and I had a blonde wig and these big like green pumps and I won most attractive Halloween costume and all the cheerleaders got upset with me that I won most attractive at the Halloween party. You guys are very progressive. Wow. Well, not my town, but yeah, yeah, it caused are. it caused a big fit. I won't name names, but <laughs> I know probably still to this day it bothers particular people who were there. Dave Jimmy Sinceri was real pissed. I had foam, uh, like a, one of those, you know, like the styrofoam balls they sell at Joanne Crafts. One of those cut in half as my bosoms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God. Yeah. So that's that's pretty dope. That. The only time I've... It was oh, a that's good... a whole other thing. Oh. <laughs> that's a whole other thing. It was a good time. We went. I, I, we even went corning dressed like that. Nice. What does that mean? What? What's corning? Corning? Corning. It's when you take a bunch of, like, corn, and we used to... I grew up Dude country. Boys. I was about to say, okay. Yeah, so, so you would boys. go and you would steal the corn from an actual farm. You didn't go buy your corn. You were, you know, just... You it went was, corning. Yeah, you went, you stole the corn, and then you would shuck it all, and you would throw it into a bag, and then you would run around neighborhoods and just throw it at people's windows. Wow. And until Egging they, corning. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was. It's a yeah. It's a more delicate way to egg somebody. So that that sound is is that like a scary sound? It's just like ting 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 ting. ting. Yeah, it's okay. just a, a thousand tinks a time because wow. you would go with multiple people and you would just throw handfuls. Sarah's back up, which is great. I pro- She's looking I, fucked oh up more. <laughs> I took her wires and rigged them to the back of the chair. <laughs> her so, under her under cloak wires are now wrapped. God, around I feel her like body. I'm in a Disney level fucking yeah. uh, animatronic here. Yeah. She only yeah. She sings. It's a small world. There's just a button. There's a weird little valve on the front of her that we don't know what it goes to. So we got Sarah today. I got that curly mask. And then coming up with the hot hand, last call over here, he found an an entire E.T. collection. Years varied. Phone home. Anywhere from like 82 to, well, the bag that they came in was uh, 1998, which is a little tiny 3D backpack. Yeah. But this is like an insanely small backpack. It, it's it's interesting because the pieces that you found with it, this ET haul is they're all sort of they're all miniatures they're all miniature like maybe what two inches they look like they could be a hap, uh, McDonald's Happy Meal t- some of them toys so yeah. there's about five or six toys and they're all about like a couple of inches long and they're ET like throughout like different generations mm-hmm. it's not a set of something but it's definitely. ETs. Yeah, they're all different ones, and yeah, they're about two. I think the biggest one is two and a half inches, which is the the light up one, which doesn't. Oh, I didn't know it lit up. Yeah, his finger lights up. Well, it doesn't light up, but it ought to. But yeah, it's you know from like eighty four. So, Jeez. So wow. yeah, it just... ranges from the stuff that we found in that. I think from like eighty two to eighty, well eighty six, something like that. And you said the bag itself. Is from 1998. Yeah, the toys the toys are all from 82 to 88. The bag is from 1998. 
Yeah. Is there like a 10-year... I mean, no, that wouldn't have been 10. Why? What was the significance of 1998? I don't know. Just Universal Studios oh, figured okay. out how to do a 3D yeah. mold of yeah. E.T. It was the like, late 90s, so we were going 3D then. Have you ever been to that ride? Have no, you, tell me all about amazing. it. It's so good. Uh, it's so funny because it's such a op- opposite of everything else. Like everything else is so high tech and so like, you know, like visual, like 3D and things like that. And then you go on that ride and it's like fucking like handmade. Like r- it looks like, you know, like railroad. You know, when someone has like a miniature railroad, they create all the different locations and stuff like that. Yeah. It's like that kind of feel. And all it is is you get in this metal cart and you're flying above all this, you know, this town and stuff like that. It's amazing, but it's such a weird, like, nostalgic back in time compared to everything else. So they kept it. Is it still, like, for the original E.T. ride? Yes. Yeah, it's completely different than anything else there. Oh, man. I want to go to, like... Here's the thing about going places. I hate doing it. Me too. Can't it's, stand doing it's it. It's outside. Yeah. There are people. people. It's hot. It's in fucking I Florida. I can't stand doing like, it. And it's weird because I have this, like, sort of tick that like it's as i like to call it because i want to belong uh-huh. and i want to get out and do things right. and i want to be optimistic and i'm like i i want to get out there i want to get into it i places i go uh-huh. i hate it I, I arrive there hate it can't stand it See, you have to start getting better at lying to yourself that you're enjoying it. That's the problem. Okay, so that's see, that's, that's what, what my therapist isn't telling me. And then also, what another thing you shouldn't do is you shouldn't deconstruct whatever the thing is that you enjoy before you do it. You should just like think it's going to be good. Let it happen. Like, be like more take, mindful about like it. Like taking it apart and being like, oh, it's going to have this aspect that I hate. It's going to have this aspect. And the thing that I really like about it is going to suck. Like if you do all that, then you, you're fucked. You're I'm not fucked gonna, already. I, I know that because I used to do yeah. that. And because I I was trying to get into the uh, the Halloween vibe because mostly it's in inside. I went to I went with my sister to check out some corn mazes to the pumpkin farm. It's a thing my sister and I do every year. Yeah, yeah. So I went to the pumpkin farm, got some pumpkins, uh-huh. and then I went into the the corn maze, which I look forward to. Right. Uh, this corn maze, it's not one of those mazes that you get into and then. Oh, the only thing left to do is to find your way out. Right. You have to find shit in the maze. Okay. And you cross it off your list. Okay. And then you have to find your way out. Sure. Well, we were doing that, and I began getting sicker and sicker and sicker. And then I, after I finally got out of the maze, I was, like, so just, like, done with the whole thing, and I wanted to go. <laughs> and I love KFC. Okay. KFC, greatest greatest restaurant according to me love their products you want to place an ad all, all, all their products great chicken great gravy great corn i went <laughs> I to, go to the wrong kfc's because every time i eat it, it's bad oh so i puked yeah, the reason 50, 50, why i say that right. is i puked at kfc but it was before i ate because i was just done with it i was that's done with the day the first time that's ever happened at kfc yeah, yeah. somebody pukes prior they to the meal we're like we're like oh good now you can enjoy our food because you're already puked yeah. i was out for too long yeah and i just started i were you hydrated i was and that's this is the very important key aspect what do you want to drink like on a hot day when you're outside like yeah you, you water typically yeah, but yeah. like not an entire half gallon of apple cider right yeah i, I drank a, a half gallon of apple cider and walked around a maze 
<laughs> yeah, but see, and the reason why you did that is because you were trying to like, like, binge, be in the spirit. The, the spirit. You had the exactly. best intentions. Like, exactly. I'm surprised you yeah. weren't like, you know, doing like uh, candy corn suppositories at the same time. Yeah, like just I was too like, much spirit, man. You end up in the hospital. We bought pumpkins. As as pumpkins were in the car. Yeah. You know, I was like, let's bust Good this motherfucker you. open and enjoy the sights. That's right. Couldn't <laughs> take it. You got too much Halloween. Yeah. And then after that, it sort of like soured my vibe. I threw up a bunch. And then the, a very, very popular and a very known restaurant, KC, a KFC, I threw up there. Enjoyed food afterwards. That was a good part. Well, Loved that's that KFC. Great. So you were like a survivor. Yeah. And then the next day. Would you survive? The next day, I, uh, I did a little bit of thrifting as well that day. Got a cool... Got a couple of cool things. I was putting my Kane the Wrestler costume together, uh-huh. and I needed a black tank top. Uh-huh. So I, I went – I'm not going to say where I went because you'll see why I didn't. So I went to that establishment. I found a black – and this is not no mom and pop, but I went to an establishment. I needed a black tank top. I got a black tank top, decided I'm not going to pay for it. It's too much money. I literally took it off the shelf and left. Stole it. Done. <laughs> I just literally stole it. I walked it out. Was, it was an accidental theft, but a theft nonetheless. Yeah, because I was getting all kinds of stuff, and I was, like, checking out in the self-checkout, and I was like, I don't want to <laughs> get it. And so then uh, I left, and I didn't pay for it. And but, but theoretically, you didn't want it, so you didn't really steal it because you didn't want it anyway. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. That... It washes it clean. I'm gonna it's, do that when I go out. to it, like you know, like like tires or like you know expensive parts for my car. I'm gonna try that same thing. Todd just, stole. Like I an, really don't fucking want this. He stole like an old man. He just just carelessly left with it. Like oh, this is too much money. That's. I think that's a great thing to start getting into. I think everyone should follow that Thank way you. of life. I appreciate that. Steal more often. From it was a big store. Yeah, it wasn't mom and pop. Yeah, I've got. Don't harm local business. No, yeah. no, no, no. It was something that's like very fine to steal. Steal from. from a place that has it built into the cost of their items already. Yeah. Okay. Some other thrifting finds that uh, you want to talk about some pretty unique experiences and some pretty unique clothing. I can't wrap my head around this, so I'm gonna actually hold it up to the live stream in a second. But a spooky ass shirt that I got. You guys got to check it out. It is a lime green t-shirt with a homemade drawn spookily Sour Patch Kids on it. So it's a green shirt with a red Sour Patch Kids. And it also says 420 on the head. 420 Sour Patch Kid, man. fuck? Yeah, check it out. It's not going to disintegrate when you touch it. What's the story behind this? Uh, well, I'd love to have one for you. I do not have one Maybe for you. Maybe it was like a really shitty rap group local called the Sour Patch Kids or something. And that's probably how they put that together. That's best case scenario. It yeah. fits me great. It fits me great. It's a small too. So the the person who made this, small enough to fit into a small and be like 420 Sour Patch Kids. The shit on the back, the front is really itchy. I wonder what it's like underneath. Yeah, Ooh. it's really bad. I put it on. Not hot. Not oh. great. Yeah. Oof. And what's interesting about, like, Goodwills and secondhand shops right now is the oh. fact that they even have Halloween sections. Right. Like, someone has, like, 
curated a section of just the yeah, Halloween stuff. I guarantee they fucking love doing that. Like oh, whoever I'm gets sure. picked to do that has to be like employee of the month. Be like, hey, Steve is your reward this month. He puts on his best AFI T-shirt. That's finally, right. and he just gets right into business from that's there. right puts his 10 gauges in his ear he's ready to go listens to the nightmare before christmas soundtrack <laughs> going in <laughs> and speaking this about <laughs> local speaking about local rap groups i'm dropping i'm dropping a new single wow um, it's been in certain circles it, it's been going around that i'm dropping a new rap single wow and bryce i know that you've heard uh You've been a fan of my Halloween raps for years. They're good. They are really good. And Josh, I've introduced you to my Halloween raps as well. I you have, and I don't often give credit for anything to anybody. Nope. But <laughs> nope. You truly you, nope. You truly deserve it. It's really, really good. And I didn't know this coming in that you were such a good MC. You should try to submit that to some sort of compilation. So we're going to go to commercial, and that's when you're going to hear it. But a little backstory, it's about spiritual entities that have found work not spooking. And I like to call it Goblinberry Magic Pie. (laughs) We'll be back in a bit because guess what, folks? We're taking another trip to Spookville. The title sounds so sexual, like, out of context, not knowing what the lyrics of it are. We're still rolling. I know. <laughs> In 1975, he directed Jaws. In 1978, he directed Close Encounters of the Third Kind. In 1981... He directed Raiders of the Lost Ark. And now, Steven Spielberg brings us E.T., the Extraterrestrial. We will witness the arrival, the search, the desertion, the fear discovery, the friendship, I'm keeping him, the secret, the love, the warning, the signal, the mystery, the danger. Connection has been made. Universal Pictures presents Steven Spielberg's E.T. The Extraterrestrial. Maybe there is a portal to hell through the spiritual connection. And why family so? You would be a demonic spirit as well. I do that in regular life, so yeah, hell yeah, I'm like a crossover. I'm looking forward to that. Welcome to the afterlife. These are my core facts. 
minutes. This is your home now. This is your doorstep. If you want to be a boo baller, here's some advice. These pies ghosts love, and they're this song's plot device. You smash down the berries and add some goblin snot. Throw in some witch muck and milky swamp rot. I hope you're taking notes, cause we ain't close to done. Sacrifice a virgin and butcher off her thumbs. A little tip from me go heavy on a wolf jaw. They'll be calling you Ace like LA's Clayton Kershaw. This is hard work, I'm really telling you, brother. Milk a ghost to get its freshest gold butter. Now we got the ingredients and it's time to cook. Put the ghost apron on and get, get gobbledygook. Low simmer the cauldron until it comes to a boil. Sprinkle in some deep skin from your favorite boil. While you be cooking, you can blow what grandma reefer. My snapbacks always match the laces of my sneakers. When it's done, it'll start steaming. It'll sound like Drew Barrymore doing her best screaming. Giving it a taste test is always a must. The secret is we use trash bags for the crust. So this is what it's like being a dead pie salesman. I'm sorry to hear about your accident sailing. Goblin berry magic pie, goblin berry magic pie. This is your eternity now that you died. Goblin berry magic pie, goblin berry magic pie. Capitalism reigns, demand and supply. Goblin berry magic pie, goblin berry magic pie. This is your eternity now that you died. Goblin berry magic pie, goblin berry magic pie. Capitalism reigns, demand and supply. Thrifty Podcast, Halloween 2017. Stinky Boys represent Stink Boys. So, Josh and I came across Sarah today, uh, or should I say Sarah came across us. She sought you out. And I've known her. She's been living in my house for now for like a half a day. I went to let Bryce in just like within an hour ago, and apparently there was some activity when I was out of the room. Yeah. Josh was in the room alone with Sarah. We saw her collapse on the live stream. So we saw her just keel over, and she had been sitting there prior to that. So that's her second collapse in as many minutes. That was a solid a solid hour she had probably been there before she fell over for no reason. But, yeah, when you went downstairs to get Bryce, her and I were alone, mm-hmm. and I was really trying to ignore her because it's not, you know, bad, like, looking on it, like, yeah. on the internet or, you know, like, yeah. with all of us here. But when you're out of the room and this thing, it stares in this direction. I was on the couch. Pretty much. And I was on my phone dicking around, and I look over, and her hat is no longer on her. (laughs) And her hair is attached to the hat. Maybe she was wanting to get comfortable. So when it's not on there, she looks like just a creepy goblin. Like the Crypt Keeper. With a a piece of tape on her head, because Mm -hmm. I don't mean to, like... 
I don't mean to put her on blast, but her hair is held on by a piece of tape. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, she's like Trump. Yeah. And when it fell over, and I noticed it, she was doing this thing where she stares directly in this direction, <laughs> and I was just like. She had been turning for a while then, too, so I was like, it's abnormal that her hat would just fall off. But I just went over and I put her fucking hat back on. I was and just like, like got to respect it. Oh. <laughs> so we may have a haunted doll on our hands. And you said that you'd be fine with like sleeping in on this couch. I with would her. be fine with sleeping in the same room as her. Yeah, sure. But I'm gonna have to do it. I live here. What I would suggest is maybe like put a little bit of a spotlight on her, a soft spotlight on her, like maybe from behind. Yeah, so she has like a weird outline, and yeah. then try to sleep. I would throw work. a sheet over. <laughs> when you think about haunted dolls and where they come from and everything kind of going on with them, a lot of people find them at thrift stores. Mm. So I was looking into maybe the most—I uh, want to say—one of the most famous haunted dolls to ever be found at a thrift store was Annabelle. Wow. The blockbuster. The blockbuster classic, Annabelle, because there's a movie about her. So I wanted to look for the origins of Annabelle, the actual tale of Annabelle, hmm. so before it got to Hollywood. So I did some deep diving in the graveyard. So without further ado, gentlemen, we're going to talk about one of the most haunted dolls to ever be found at a secondhand store, Annabelle, in this week's... Spook will. The original Annabelle doll was a Raggedy Ann doll, and it was purchased at a secondhand store, so a, a thrift store. And that doll was purchased in 1970, but it was thought that it was created in the 1920s. Holy shit. So, pretty old. It's amazing a doll would, like, you know, be together, like, the fabric and all that. Yeah. A mom bought it for her daughter as a present for finishing nursing school, and the daughter was named Donna. So she bought it for Donna because Donna was graduating. Here's a doll, you grown adult. <laughs> Good job on school. And Donna lived with this, uh, with her friend Angie. They were roommates. So the doll, the Raggedy Ann doll, moved in with Donna and Angie. And they would actually notice that the doll would switch positions. That was what first kind of came about, because they put Annabelle, well, that wasn't the name yet, they put the Raggedy Ann doll on the bed, mm-hmm. uh, cross-legged, and then they would come back. <laughs> and it was Spread Eagle. It was Spread Eagle. <laughs> exposing herself. You've been fucking my doll while I was out? <laughs> and everyone's like, no. Wasn't me. Wasn't me. Uh, yeah, because like, if that happens one <laughs> Why time. Why are you, you so sweaty? <laughs> You just figure maybe your friend's fucking your doll. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. what you think. He's got his face painted like Raggedy Andy. <laughs> you f- you fucking You've that. got bun marks on your face. So <laughs> this was continuously going on. And one night, Donna and Angie arrived home. And they found the Raggedy Ann doll standing up, leaning against the chair. Wow. As if it was frozen mid-step. 
Holy fuck. When the door opened. Wow. It's as if the doll was walking around and frozen when she heard the door click. Also the basis for Toy Story. <laughs> Fair enough. I put the Raggedy Ann doll on my bed each morning after the bed was made. The arms would be off to its sides and its leg would be straight out, just sitting there. But when we'd come home at night, the arms and legs would be positioned in different gestures. For instance, its legs would be crossed at the ankles or its arms would be folded up in its lap. After a week or so, this made us suspicious. So to test it, I purposely crossed its arms and legs in the morning to see if it really was moving. And sure enough, every night we'd come back home, the arms and legs would be uncrossed and the thing would be sitting there in a different position. And sometimes they claimed that they even saw the doll with different expressions. See, that's how you know that like you have like a super fucked up demon doll because it doesn't care about going back to how <laughs> it originally was. Like it's not knocking stuff over and then reposing itself. Yeah. It's just like fuck you and just, you know, goes into a completely different position and changes its face around you. Right. So Donna and Angie, they were becoming aware of this, become, becoming cognizant of the situation. And they had a, a friend named Lou, and they were telling Lou about it. And Lou said that once he, when he, when Lou originally saw the doll, he said he knew it was evil the moment he laid eyes on it. That's when they started to find notes around their house. The notes would read, help us, or help Lou. And uh, Donna and Angie both didn't know what that was in reference to. Because it's like, help us, help Lou. They weren't really sure of, you know, what was what was really going on with it. And this was a, a, a quote from her as well. It would leave us little notes and messages. The handwriting looked to be that of a small child. Lou wasn't in any kind of jeopardy at the time. And who us was, we didn't know. Still, the thing was weird and the notes would be written in pencil. But we tried to find one, there was no pencil in the house. And in fact, the notes were written on parchment paper. There was no parchment paper in the house. We couldn't find such things. So they didn't know how uh, whoever was writing these notes, they didn't know how that they were actually doing it because there was no pencils in the house and there's certainly no parchment. Mm-hmm. So they said, well, got to be that damn doll. It's got to be that damn doll. It's not like someone's just going in their house fucking with their shit. Mm, they don't know. They think it's the doll. During Christmas that year, by the tree, they found a small chocolate boot that neither of them purchased. Presumably, it came from the doll. So the doll went out and bought it. A chocolate boot, of all things? Yep, that's what the doll left. So on one particular night, they had found that the doll moved again. The doll was found on Donna's bed with four blood drops on it, one of which was on the back of its hand. So that's when they called in a medium. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the blood, anytime you find just any blood, even whether it's on a creepy doll or just four drips laying around, call somebody in. 
So they said, we learned that the little girl died on this property from the medium. She was seven years old and her name was Annabelle Higgins. Mm. The Annabelle spirit said she played in the fields long ago before the apartments were built. So this medium actually got in touch with the spirit of Annabelle and the spirit was telling her, yeah, I was a little girl. I used to live here and now I die. And she said those were all happy times when she was a kid. Mm -hmm. So they're just like, I don't know. But that's all she would say. And because everyone around that property was grown up and only concerned with their jobs, there was no one that she could relate to except for Donna and Angie. And this is what the medium is telling them. That's why she began moving the ragdoll because Mm -hmm. she came into the ragdoll to try to communicate in different ways. All Annabelle wanted to be was loved, and so she asked if she could stay with us and move into the doll. She asked the medium, could I just live in the doll? And Donna no. and Angie said, what could we do? So we said yes. Nice. So they accepted the spirit into the doll. They just like, you know, close your eyes whenever we're... Yeah. So thought thoughts on recognizing a spirit and letting it live in a present from your mom. <laughs> well, the doll now is like behind some glass in like a mm-hmm. Catholic demon vault of some sort. Mm-hmm. But like, so that's kind of shitty. So like, you basically put in like a demon zoo. Well, I know why it got put in that tomb. Donna and Angie agreed that the spirit of Annabelle could live in the doll. Did they claim her on their taxes? I don't believe so, and that could have been the issue this See, whole time. That's why you say no. You just got a freeloading doll now who's gonna eat your cheese its when you're out. And that's when the nightmare, quote unquote, started. Lou told the girls to get rid of the doll, but they felt like at this point it would be like abandoning a child. And Lou said, I the doll freaks me out. It's bad. Get it out of here. It's not a fucking child. It's a creepy doll demon. So Annabelle, now, uh, you know, inside the doll, she began targeting Lou. Mm-hmm. Lou awoke one night from a deep sleep and in a panic. Once again, he had a reoccurring bad dream about the doll. Only this time, somehow, something seemed different. It was as though he was awake, but he couldn't move. He looked around the room, but couldn't discern anything out of the ordinary, and then it happened. Looking down towards his feet, he saw the doll, (laughs) Annabelle. So, she is now climbing him. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) No, I've seen seen things on the internet that start like that. Somebody's going to walk. Somebody's got to hopefully walk in. While I was lying there, I saw myself wake up. Something seemed wrong to me. (laughs) I looked around the room, but nothing was out of place. But then I looked down towards my feet. I saw the ragdoll, Annabelle. Off the rails. (laughs) It was slowly gliding up my body. It moved over my chest and stopped. Then it put its arms out. One arm touched one side of my neck. The other touched the other side like it was making an electrical connection. 
And then nobody, and she whispered in my ear, nobody's watching. Then I saw myself being strangled. I might as well have been pushing on a wall because it wouldn't move. It was literally strangling me to death. I couldn't help myself no matter how hard I tried. Then the next morning, Lou woke up. He told Donna and Angie of what happened. And they were like, brother, you've been dreaming about fucking the doll. And he was like, uh-uh, I ain't dreaming about it. I'm not into that much choking. <laughs> yeah, like, I ain't dreaming about it. What year was this, like, the 70s, did you say? Yeah, this was the 70s. Acid was pretty good. So, okay, so the, the following night, preparing for a road trip, Angie and Lou uh, heard a sound emanating from Donna's room. So this is just Angie. <laughs> so this is just Angie and Lou hanging out, and he's hearing sounds from the room. Animals the sex <laughs> So Lou crept Hi, to the Poppy. room. Lou crept to the room and opened the door slowly because he heard racket in the room. Lou found the doll haphazardly thrown in the corner of the room. That's where it belongs. As Lou looked at the doll, he said he felt a tingling sensation on the back of his neck. (laughs) So Lou writes, But as I got close to the doll, I got the distinct impression that somebody was behind me. I swung around instantly, and well, he doesn't want to talk about that part. Of course, that motherfucker. Are you fucking serious? Is this like Annabelle 2? I've never seen any of these Annabelle movies, so... Yeah. Well, what actually happened to Lou at that point is... He wouldn't talk about it, but when Lou turned around, there wasn't anybody there. But suddenly, he yelled and grabbed at his chest. He doubled over. He was cut and bleeding. Blood was all over his shirt. Lou was shaking and scared. And then that's when he was found um, by the girls, and they brought him back into the living room. I love the girls are always in the pair. It's never one or the other. It's always the both of them. We then opened his shirt, and there was his chest in what looked to be a claw mark. So Lou was now being attacked by Annabelle. So uh, Angie and Lou, excuse me, Angie and Donna then spoke with the Warrens. The Warrens claimed that a demonic spirit was in the doll. And this is when the Warrens come into play. Because they tried a medium, but when the medium was there, they wanted the doll to to be lifelike. They wanted Annabelle to get into the doll, so they agreed to that. And then when Annabelle was fully into the doll, she then began to attack Lou. So they were calling everybody in the world to kind of find out what's going on. They contacted the Warrens, and the Warrens were like, yeah, definitely demon in that. And Don and Angie, not knowing who to turn to, they enlisted the help of the clergy. The clergy was the demonologist team of the Warrens, Ed and Lorraine Warren. And they're also known the Warrens as being on the Amityville horror case as well. So the Warren said the demon was inside intentionally tricking Angie and Donna into believing that it was a girl named Annabelle. There was no Annabelle. There was no good stories of her playing outside and then like dying for whatever reason. If you're a demon, that makes sense to do that to people. I mean, so the Warrens said, no, 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 no. 
it's a demon and it's telling you that it was a child because it wanted into that doll and you let it and the warren said the next step the doll is going to take is it's going to get into a human and you fucking did this so needless to say they were pretty overwhelmed by it Obviously had Lou targeted for its next vessel. That demon was like really in it for the long haul because it's like he could have fucked with the ladies and it really didn't. You got nothing else to do. I mean, you're a demon. So to begin with, there was no Annabelle. There never was. And the Warrens go on. They said, you were duped. However, we are dealing with a spirit here. The teleportation of the doll while you are out of the apartment, the appearances of notes written in parchment, the manifestation of three symbolic blood drops, plus the gestures of the doll were all meaningful. Uh, three, yeah, the stigmata. They tell me there was intent, which means there was an intelligence behind the activity. But ghosts, human spirits, plain and simple, can't bring on the phenomena of this nature and intensity. They don't have the power, so it must be a demon. So we got a demon doll. Confirmed demon doll. It was the spirit of Annabelle. We ca- it, it was never the spirit of Annabelle we cared about. It was never her. It was always a demon. Jesus. So, the so- Warrens were like, let me take this fucking doll off your hands because you're not equipped. You're just getting out of nursing school. This whole thing is over your head. You let the spirit into this doll. I wouldn't have even kept the doll. Yeah. So, Ever. the Warrens take the doll. And they're afraid of it because they know what's in it. So they take the doll and buckle it up like a human person in their car. Okay? And they're afraid of what might happen. So they're driving back to their house. The brakes are going out on turns. Their car's just going out of control. And they can't explain it. And they keep looking back at Annabelle in the back seat. No movement whatsoever. So that was about fucking it. So that's when Bryce and Josh, as you know, (laughs) they put it in a glass enclosure. Mm. A glass enclosure, and it's still there to this day because the Warrens actually have an occult museum. Mm -hmm. And it says positively, do not open. And that all started when a mom bought her daughter a doll at the thrift store. I'm gonna have to check Arya's Pokemon doll that I bought her. Yeah, it could be something attached to it. Yeah, because you do a lot. I mean, all that thrifting you do, holy shit, man. That's why I don't buy things for other people. I'll just suffer on the, the demon curse myself. Fair like, enough. It's really, really tough to go through that shit. And then, like, the, those people were huge with their occult museum and everything that they were doing then. Yeah. And so we have found. Uh, Josh and I and exploring Killeen, Texas, that the spirits in that thrift store were in that building. It's in the physical structure. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't the thrift store that really got them there, but with this scenario, it, it was attached to an object. Yeah, that's just an object sitting there that you pick up, like very well Sarah could be, you know? And we'll I'm find ho- out over time. We'll find out over time if Sarah could be our Annabelle. But we're kind of cognizant of it. So, I'm, I mean, she has a mechanical head that goes back and forth. So she is going to move independently. So the part I don't get is, let's say, yeah. like, I don't think anyone would be that evil that if they had, like, an object that was clearly, like, evil or whatever, I don't think they would donate it to, like, a th- 
thrift store. So why would it not fuck with person A, but when it goes to the thrift store and then person B buys it, why would it fuck with them? Well, she was she was in the she just had come into that area at some point in time, or maybe mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know how demon like well projection. What the thought transport. process was is when the raggedy and doll was purchased from the thrift store, it was just that doll like a vessel it wasn't it it wasn't there was no annabelle in it at that point when they brought it back to the property right at some point there was maybe a spirit or a demonic presence Mm -hmm. around that property Mm -hmm. that then chose to use the doll Uh as uh like sort of as a puppet right and we know from the medium that the reason why that was going on is because this Annabelle Higgins never existed. Mm-hmm. So she wanted to come off playful to Donna and Angie. Mm-hmm. So she went into the doll because it's a playful figure. It's a susceptible thing for a child and yeah, yeah and a mom. or. Yeah. And then she was leaving like chocolate boots and stuff like that and, and little like love notes, you know, help Lou, help us, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so, and that's when the Warrens were like, listen, we know this shit. That's a demonic spirit. And it's fucking you up, and you accepted it into that doll. You gave it that idea that now it could do dirty, dirty, bad things. And so it went after Lou and tried to kill him. So the Warren's like, I got to get this out of here because you let it get into the doll. Now you're going to let it into your life to get you. Yeah. So they locked it up. Claw its way into Lou. I wonder if I have, I mean, it'd be cool to see if like how many people that you know have had like similar experiences because I haven't. Yeah. Well, Haunted dolls on eBay, haunted or not, I don't know. There's like they go for thousands of dollars. People say haunted doll, put it up for eighteen, like starting bid five hundred, and these go up, 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 up. So I don't have. Uh, I'm poor, so I can't buy these haunted dolls. You get a haunted wrestling buddy. So I was, I brought you over here today, Bryce, so I could ask you for like two grand. To buy one. Sure. Okay. No problem. I'll write you a check. See, Josh said you'd be into it. See that? You're right. I know. Yeah. Bryce is a. He's a terribly nice guy. And I'm terribly rich. Yeah. So. Good thank. looking, rich, Tall, everything you need. Young. Thank the athletic. Thank the spirits. Uh, Six minute mile. That's right. Um, but this has been a, a spooky episode. We hope you'd enjoy all the Halloween episodes that Thrifty has put out. Um, you could subscribe to the show on iTunes. Uh, you know, give us a five star review. That's what we're looking for. Thrifty Podcast. Six stars. We'll take it. Six stars. Meltzer review. And tell your friends because word of mouth helps. Yeah. Yeah. This was a big show with the Facebook live stream. Thank everybody. Yeah. Thank you for the Facebook live stream. Sarah, Sarah joining us. You. To send October out with a good vibe. She yeah. She's rolling her eyes at us. Yeah, she probably She's, is. She does have a judgmental Steve bit about her. And uh, check out Steve Barris. Uh, that's a master, mastermind behind Bluff. SteveBarris.bandcamp.com for alternate reality, which is the theme for our show for many reasons. Thrifty Podcast at Yahoo.com. Hit us up. Send us some stuff. Clayton sent us some records last week. That was really cool. That was really, really a great idea. So, so thanks for having fun with us. Uh, from Todd, for Josh, for Bryce. Good night. Goodbye.